We welcome you to the official Titans podcast, the Sunday night version. I guess that's what we would call it, Amy Wells. Yeah, that sounds right. The Sunday night OTP, Mike Keith and Amy Wells. Um, just taking the opportunity to sort of relive what was a fantastic Saturday night at Gillette Stadium as the Titans win 20-13 to and eliminate the New England Patriots and for the second time in three years, move on to the divisional round. But before we go there, and we're going to talk a lot of Baltimore, and we're going to talk about how Baltimore is basically an all-star team. They have 12 pro bowlers and two alternates. That's crazy. It's bananas. They have the number one rushing offense in the league. They have the number two overall offense in the league. They've scored over 500 points. They have a typical Baltimore defense. The Titans are already heavy underdogs in the ballgame. We know this. We're certainly going to get into all that. Later in the week, Jim Wyatt and Dave McGinnis will join us to do the regular version of the OTP. But this win in New England, in Foxborough, over Tom Brady, over Bill Belichick was so significant, we cannot let it pass without some discussion on behalf of of all of the Titans fans and the OT people. Amy Wells, as you were on the sidelines watching it wind down after the Logan Ryan touchdown, when it became apparent it was going to happen, how do you describe the Titans' sideline? Overwhelming, I think, is the best way that I can describe it. The joy and just excitement on the sidelines was unbelievable. I've never seen that much emotion. And I was thinking about it. The Titans landed at, what, 4 in the morning back in Nashville. I was driving back home, and I was thinking about that game. And what struck me the most was the amount of emotions that were experienced throughout that game. There were guys screaming mad. There were some altercations on the field, just a little scraps, nothing quality. Um, there was crying, there was laughter, there was euphoric joy. The amount of emotions that were experienced in one ball game that felt like the culmination of so much hard work, it's almost unbelievable to, uh, to be a part of something like that. It was so cool, and it was one of those experiences that I took a moment to just stop and watch it all happen because things like that don't happen very often in this league. Well, I contend that it is one of the 10 most significant victories in Titans history. Some will contend top five. I say to that, let's see what happens next. Fair. Because a lot of times to put into context how big victories are, you need to see how does the Baltimore game go. If you win that one, what happens next and things of that sort. I would probably say top five, but I'm going to be conservative and say top ten. To see the reaction of Titans fans, the texts that we got immediately when the game was over, the reaction of seeing people in the grocery store already, and you mentioned we got back home, we landed at 3.30ish, got home after 4, so we haven't been out and about a lot today. Haven't slept a lot either, but you know it's not it's not been kind of that normal day. But this one hit home with people in such a special way because not only did you beat the world champions, you beat the six time world champions at their place where they don't lose. You beat the winningest quarterback of all time. You beat 
The coach who's going to go down when it's all said and done is probably the greatest of all time. But you put yourself on this incredible stage. And to me, for the Titans fans, that's what's most exciting is they get to throw out the funny gifts today. They get to have all the moments where they say, look at our team. The New York Times has something about the Tennessee Titans you know, on the front page, things of that sort. I mean, your team, this team you've been waiting on for years to jump into the national stage again, did it last night. And for Titans fans, that's thrilling. The amount of people that have reached out to me who tuned into the game to watch the Patriots, whether they were Patriots fans or whether they just like to see the Patriots lose, doesn't matter. That was what drew people to that game. And for the Titans to rise up to take care of business in a hostile place, in a place where they weren't necessarily expected to win and to show out the way that they did, for the entire world, I would argue, to be able to see what this team is able to do in our style of football and the way that we can just grind things out. I think that that was so exciting. At 4 o'clock in the morning, I got a text from my friend in Ireland, and she was excited about the game. That is how far-reaching this was. And it was a big deal because the TV ratings nationally will be largely determined to the Patriots because Tom Brady is a superstar, and we, we all get that. So the Titans were just kind of supporting players in that. And, and I would contend the majority of CBS's coverage on television is, I won't say slanted because that's not the right word, but it's more aimed toward the Patriots. They're the bigger story. Right. Quite, quite naturally, you would understand it. If it's a TV series, they're the stars and the Titans are the supporting players. As the game went on, the Titans started to become the stars because it became apparent that they were going to upset the apple cart if they could hold on. Who would have thought that the entire second half would be scoreless until nine seconds remained? Unbelievable. I would have bet everything I had against that. Yep. It blew my mind, and I had a chance to talk to Logan Ryan on Titans Radio about it, and he said, yeah, it's a really big accomplishment being able to hold – those guys to that not just any NFL offense the New England Patriots Tom Brady scoreless in the second half of a game that really matters and that him driving that point home and saying things like that that this is an accomplishment anywhere but against these guys it's even bigger well and Brady gets the ball back with 444 to go in the game all he needs is a field goal Mm -hmm. he's playing at home the music's going, they're, they're doing everything they do at Gillette. And I mean... It was loud. Well, and you know what's coming. Uh-huh. That, that's what everybody in the world is thinking at that moment. Yep. And you can deny it. You can say, oh, I had faith. You could say, But you, you're thinking at that moment, Tom Brady has the ball, and then he picks up 20 yards on first down. Right. And you're going, this is, we've seen this movie, and this is the ending. And the Titans snuff it out, Mm -hmm. get the ball back, pick up a first down on what was a fantastic pass to Ferkser. Tannehill, one of my friends who is a high school football coach, probably be my best friend from childhood, talked about the design of that play. He sent me a text after the game. He said, the design of that play was something beautiful because what they did with Ferkser 
is they understood the coverage they were going to get and how they moved him around did not allow the Patriots to body him out of the play. He said, in terms of play design, it was fantastic. And when I went back and watched it again, you can see, I mean, that's that's what they meant to do. And for a guy like Ferkser to be the guy they go to uh, says a lot. I know Tannehill's numbers weren't spectacular, and he did have the one really bad throw, and that was a bad throw. But in terms of what he was asked to do, it was a very good performance. Well, and I don't think this was a game where that was the goal. I don't think that looking at statistics and having a – I don't want to say they didn't care about having a balanced play call because, of course, you want to do sure. that. But if you're riding something that works, grind it out. They knew this was going to be a tough game. You are going to have to run it down their throats a little bit. And that's what Derrick Henry came prepared to do, and that's what he did. So were there other places where statistically we thought we might see more action that we didn't? Absolutely. Probably. But did we end up winning the ball game? Absolutely. Well, and I felt good about Derrick Henry because I said this in Houston. I saw him in the team hotel before the ball game, and he was bouncing all over the place on Saturday night, which is not like him. No. That's not his personality, but this guy is so charged up right now. He is so amped, and that's what he's playing like, and the offensive line was phenomenal coming off the ball. Absolutely. Phenomenal. Yep, I agree. Um, the – the Vrabel thing where he took the penalties and killed the time. <laughs> he Bilicek's Bilicek. Well, on Could the you TV s- broadcast. Well, Bilicek said some bad words. He said some words we're not allowed to say on the OTP, I've been told. Um, but that almost makes it so much better that he was so annoyed that this was happening to him and he couldn't do anything about it. So he just starts yelling at the official. He knows that this is fair game. He probably started it. Well, Mike Pereira said on Twitter that it was Belichick who first took advantage of the rule. See? So there you go. He knows that this is totally legal, but he's going at that official because there is nothing he can do about it. Right. It's great. I love it. Well, the decision, and it started at at the 639 mark where the play starts, and then they have the fumble, and it was just a killer. I mean, Tannehill drops the snap, and Henry recovers, and so now you're going to have to punt it to him. So that play started at 6.39. The Titans take a delay at 5.52. Woodyard false starts at 5.29. And then, miraculously, the Patriots are offside at 5.14. Kern punts the football at 4.51. The Patriots get it at 4.44. So from... The last Titans snap to the first Patriots snap, the whole thing was a minute 55. Now, not all of that was the delay, but in terms of the the difference in the two snaps, I mean, two minutes is a big deal. And then they did a brilliant job picking up the first down to Ferkser, and then the run by Henry was so big before the two-minute warning because if he only picks up three yards on first down – Belichick uses his last timeout before the two-minute warning. Because of Henry's run, it goes to the two-minute warning, and he's only got one more stoppage. And then Vrabel was just brilliant, taking it down to 25 seconds, 
Kern gets the punt off. It's downed at 15 seconds. I mean, it and then it's downed at the one. That is so much what the Patriots have been about. And Mike Vrabel would never say it this way, but that's what he wants the Titans to be about. That's what John Robinson wants them to be about. Win the game right there. Win the game. And that's what they did by how they played it. It's savvy. Right. And what it is is it's the cerebral part of the game that sometimes gets overlooked. And that's what the Patriots have that some of these teams don't have. They have a game manager like Bill Belichick who will do things like that. And the Titans are so fortunate to have someone like Mike Vrabel who is that smart, who knows the rules so well, who knows how to take advantage of situations and manage these games in these moments when it really matters. Well, Belichick has a guy named Ernie Adams Mm -hmm. who does a lot of this sort of eye-in-the-sky type thing for him. Mike Vrabel has a guy like that. He's got stretch. He's got stretch. Mm -hmm. And Titans fans, you hear the name stretch and you're thinking, who is that? Mm -hmm. His name is John Stryker. He's a younger guy. What is stretch? Six, seven? Yeah, he is a tall He is a tall drink of water. Yep. (laughs) And he is so smart. And he works directly with Mike Vrabel. And he is really a bright, good guy, um, has a great relationship with people on the coaching staff, but he's the eye in the sky. Mm -hmm. And Vrabel having that guy with him that he trusts so much, and they work through things together. When you talk about analytics, when you talk about statistical data in any way, John, stretch, is that guy. And for them to do that so well down the stretch, to manage a 14-13 to game at New England and get home. And they were going to win it 14-13 to regardless of the Logan Ryan touchdown. Um, pretty special. Absolutely. And, little known fact, it was Stretch's birthday yesterday when the Tennessee Titans beat the New England Patriots. And it was Derrick Henry's birthday. And it was Derrick Henry's birthday. Two team MVPs. And what about uh, Tracy Wolfson giving Derrick Henry a cake in the production meeting? Oh, I didn't know that. What's so funny is... It's kind. Well, it, it is. But what what's funny to me is when I started with the team, if you'd given a player a cake, he would have eaten the whole cake before the production meeting was over. Yeah. Now it's like... Do you think Derrick Henry eats cake? No. Does he? Well, maybe. Does he like birthday cake? He's a big enough dude. But but I mean, is there anybody in any better physical sort of condition who takes it more seriously? No. Now, now there's so many who take it seriously, but I mean, is he saying is there gluten? Is the, what kind of icing is it? Is it healthy? I don't know. I'd eat his birthday cake. I would too. Bring it to me. Dude. I know. I don't care. I can't I, run. I can't jump. I'll eat your cake. I know. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. Happy birthday. Tighten your happiest for after the game. <laughs> Tighten. I'm happiest for. There's so many, Mike. Uh, Ryan Tannehill. I think I'm very happy that he is able to have this experience. I'm very happy that just he took a chance coming to the Titans, mm-hmm. man, and for it to have paid off the way that it has for him and for him to be reaping some of the reward of what was a difficult season for him for a lot of different reasons. Uh, I'm excited for him. I'm happy for him, and I know that his career has taken a way different turn than he ever thought it would, but 
I'm excited that he's here and getting to have this experience here. Mine is John Robinson. Okay. Because, for example, like Tannehill, part of the reason that he wanted Tannehill is he wanted to upgrade the second quarterback position. He makes the deal. He also gets David Long in the trade. He gets a sixth-round pick thrown in. And so David Long, who played a lot of football in that game, is part of the deal. Miami pays the majority of the money for Tannehill this year. One of the reasons he wants Tannehill is he thinks he's talented. He thinks he's sort of – he won't say it, but he thinks he's kind of gotten a bum rap for what had happened in Miami. But also, Tannehill's played in weather. He's played in Buffalo. He's played against the Jets at the Meadowlands. He's played in Foxborough six times. He's seen a few things. And those sorts of things, that attention to detail that Robinson has is such a big deal. And he has just so carefully crafted this over what has been four straight winning seasons, which is really unusual in this league. But waiting to take that next step, you know? Yeah. That game last night was a next step. Nobody can deny – I mean, you go to New England and win a playoff game. Nobody can deny that you're a a team to be reckoned with. I don't know what it means coming next, but it clearly shows everybody, and it's what we talked about, about the Titans fans getting to enjoy the national spotlight some because that's significant. I mean, that's that's a big deal. So, for me, it's John Robinson. This is the step from good to great. This is it happening in real time. It's a step on the way. Yeah. Yeah, it's a step on the way. I mean, there's no doubt that you you do this. Nobody can deny that this is not impressive. Nobody can. I mean, even if the Patriots aren't quite as good as what they have been, it doesn't make any difference. Mm -hmm. Nobody can deny that you went in and did this. Mm -hmm. And so that's a... Kind of a cool thing. It's a really cool thing. This is a cool time to be a Tennessee Titan. This is fun. All right, so what do you want people to know about the trip to Providence slash Foxborough? It was incredible, and I'm excited because it's only going to get bigger as we go forward. I was so impressed by the amount of fans that were there. It blew me away, the amount of people that were in Foxborough, because that is not an easy trip to take. And it's not super desirable to go to Foxborough in January. Um, But there were fans there, and they were excited, and they were ready to go. And it was so cool, and I'm really happy that that trip paid off for them. And I'm very optimistic by things that I'm seeing and rumblings that I'm hearing in the few hours I've been awake today. The amount of people that are talking about going to Baltimore and the amount of people that are excited about this – Titans Nation is growing. It seems like the parties here, I guess at the Wild Horse and the one that we saw at 6th and Peabody at at Yeehaw. Crazy. Our our friend Adam Warren from 6th and Peabody sent me the video of the crowd reaction when Logan Ryan intercepts the pass. Oh, that's awesome. And it, I mean, it's chills. Mm -hmm. Just chills seeing people get that excited. And then uh, at Bar Louie in Providence... People there all over the place. I was dumbfounded by the amount of people. Yeah. And uh, our new friend from ABC6, Jeff Denoyers. Yeah. I hope I said it right. Desnoyers. Um, the meteorologist up there who was an Earl Campbell fan 
and was a Steve McNair fan, and that's how he became a Titan fan. He's going on the air up there taunting the Patriots fans. Yeah, he's wearing, like, a Titans tie. It was... It's so great. It was Stone Cold Steve Austin tough. I love it. I mean, it was... Because up there, you don't do this. Yep. This guy gets the badge of honor bigger than life. Now, the Titans have meteorologist friends. We do. I mean, Davis Nolan at Channel 2 in Nashville is in the Titans Fan Hall of Fame. That dude is hardcore. Cody Murphy at Channel 4 grew Mm -hmm. up a Titans fan. Uh, My old friend Leland Statham at Channel 5 loves the Titans. Uh, Katie Morgan from Channel 17 does the – does the pregame. She yep. went to Missouri like you. She sure did. Woo-woo. Yep. So, I, I mean, we've got some meteorologists in our corner. I know there are others. I appreciate that. Yeah. If there's anybody you want on your side. It's the weather people. It's the weather people. Yeah. But this dude, it was one of the most. It was pretty cool. It was hilarious. Yeah. And there are people everywhere like that. They're starting to come out of the woodwork a little bit. The Titans fans are emerging. Titans Nation is growing. I'm excited to see what happens in this next week, where things are able to go from a fan perspective. Gather, guys. Get together. We met a Unify. Guy, we met a guy from Maine who listens to the OTP regularly. We did. And that was wild. I'll tell you what, they're everywhere. People don't believe me when I say this. The OT people are many. The OT people are many. They All are. right, so... We're going to do another OTP midweek, either Wednesday or Thursday, based on how Coach Mack's voice is. Yeah. Coach Mack's struggling some. We're going to help him out. we got to get him well. He's on, uh, he's on the injury report right now. I'll tell you what. I've been there, man. Earlier this year, help a brother out. Yep. Get him some hot water. All right. So the Baltimore Ravens are the opponent. They have not lost since September 29th. They have won 12 in a row. They're due. It's time. 12 in a row. That's impressive. They've scored over 500 points. They set a record for rushing this year. They rushed for roughly 3,300 yards this year. Lamar Jackson's going to be the MVP of the league. He has totaled over 4,300 yards and 43 touchdowns. He rushed for 1,206 yards. Mark Ingram was a 1,000-yard rusher as well. Hmm. 12 pro bowlers. And they play defense like the Baltimore Ravens. As tough a matchup. What? Cake. Oh, right. (laughs) Well, they are, they're big. I mean, you got to, you know, you got to give them all the credit in the world. And boy, they're going to get it. Somebody told me that they're double digit favorites over the Titans. Ten is the last I saw. Ten point favorites. This is going to be big boy playoff football. It is. This is going to be it. But this is what you want. Well, and we'll certainly have coverage on Titans Radio, 6 o'clock on Monday night. Uh, The Mike Vrabel Show, John Robinson, will be sitting in on that. We'll have an OTP at midweek. We'll have all sorts of information throughout the course of the week. And again, remember, same as... Last night, it's an 8.15 Eastern, 7.15 Central time start Saturday night at uh, M&T Bank Stadium. Is that right? That's it. You used to work for them. I did, 2011. That is where I started my, my young NFL career. Um, did you, was that an internship? That was an internship. I was a PR intern the year that they didn't go to the Super Bowl. So thanks for that, guys. Um, it was great. I really enjoyed my time there. I liked being there, but I'm really ready to beat them. That'll be even better. 
Well, it's a neat city. It's a neat uh, city. It's a tough place to play. The fan base is crazy. Crazy. They do a great job. I think they're as impressive as the the Patriots fans in terms of what they bring. Tough work for the Titans. Tough work, but this is what it's all about. This, this is, is what, what you it's play all for. about. All right, so that's going to do it for the Sunday night edition of the OTP, the special edition of the OTP. For Amy Wells, I'm Mike Keith, and we thank you for listening to the OTP.